0: Chip team
1: there comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy if we grind together we can take it back our team and our city this is why we play this is who we do it for take it back for tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.
2: Greetings from Rogers Center in Toronto, Canada, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Start of a five-game road trip for the Astros that will also take them to Milwaukee. Astros coming off an 8-2 home stand that ended with a 9-8 loss to Tampa Bay yesterday. Jose Altuve, two hits, including a home run. Abraham Toro hit his first big league home run, scored twice, but the Astros saw their six-game win streak come to an end. Meanwhile, the Blue Jays, they were off yesterday. They last played Wednesday, and they lost to the Braves 9-4 here in Toronto as the Blue Jays have lost eight of their last ten games. Astros 87-48, first in the AOS, nine games ahead of Oakland, while the Blue Jays are 54-81. and They sit in fourth in the American League East, 34 games behind the Yankees. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Astros sending Wade Miley to the hill today. Miley fourth in the American League. And ERA at 3.13 and he has won each of his last seven decisions.
3: Yeah, he's been fantastic. What a pickup uh, for the Astros and you're, you're thinking, alright, here's our number four starter. He's going to give up three or fewer earned runs in 25 of 20 starts, or 27 starts. So just two games where he hasn't given up three or fewer. And by the way, in those other two games, he just gave up four. So remarkably uh, consistent this season. Uh, I would imagine against so many aggressive right-handed batters in this lineup for the Blue Jays today, that cut fastball is going to be on full display, trying to jam them time and time again. Meanwhile, it's Trent Thornton on
2: the mound for the Blue Jays. Former Astros farm Hamlet traded straight up for Oledmiz Diaz this past offseason. It's spinning up and down first year for him in the big leagues.
3: Yeah, as much as you talk about Wade Miley being consistent, I think you can say the same thing about Uh, Trent Thornton in the sense that he's been inconsistent. Now he certainly has the talent we saw it at Minute Maid Park against the Astros where uh, he wowed uh, the team. It wasn't all the regulars for the Astros though. A lot of them were out. Altuve, uh, Springer was out of that. Uh, When guys were hurt, Correa was not in the lineup. So didn't face the A-team, so to speak, and he'll see the A-team with the Astros today. Uh, he's got an incredible spin rate on the slider. it's the best in the major leagues, uh, but he hasn't been throwing it that much. He's kind of scrapped the slider lately, going to more of a cut fastball on the curveball to go off of the fastball, but he has been inconsistent, falls behind a lot of hitters.
2: Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, this Blue Jays team, they have the last few years drafted and signed and developed some very talented young position players and many of them are now in the big leagues we saw vladimir guerrero jr and Kevin biggio of course the son of legendary astro craig biggio when the Blue Jays were in Houston back in June. One guy we did not see, though, was Bo Bichette. And Bo Bichette, I mean, he hasn't been in the big leagues very long—only 28 ball games—but man, he has really taken on the majors by storm. And another son of a former big leaguer.
3: That, yeah, that's right. And, and it was funny—I was talking to uh, one of their coaches, Dave Hudgens, a little earlier, and he said. Bo Bichette told me after the, his first game as a big leaguer that he wasn't nervous at all. He was very comfortable, and that just goes to show you what it means to, to kind of hang around in the clubhouses with your dad. And and it was just a, a feeling for Bichette that this is where he's felt like he's belonged uh, for a long time, and he showed it. I mean, he's hitting 341 with 22 extra base hits in 28 games, so uh, the power is real. He's got a real big wild swing, uh, but he makes adjustments like you would expect from a major leaguer son
2: should be a lot of fun to, to watch these two teams over the next three days. Coming up next, we'll have the manager show with A.J. Hinch presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll talk with Canadian Abraham Toro from Montreal, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford Boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that good into the Landry's Crawford Boxes.
4: How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bock this season.
2: How about the Houston Astros?
0: Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management. For environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com.
3: Welcome back to Ash Launch. I'm uh, sitting in the dugout right now about an hour before batting practice with AJ Hench and we're looking out at, at the Rogers Center. It used to be the Sky Dome and you've played here, I've played here and uh, I want to ask you where does this this ballpark rank for you like in the American League, let's say?
4: Yeah, you know it's it's sneaky high because uh, you know certainly when the environment is, is, is it's a, such a huge ballpark and a lot of fans and the, and the Canadian fans are, are really into the Blue Jays especially when they're good and you know this ballpark they'll open the 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 roof tonight and uh beautiful nights here and you have the you know you have the uh the tower right next to us it's kind of a scenic area uh Uh, clean air up here in toronto you just feel really good about coming up to toronto and playing a game so i generally speaking not in love with the artificial turf and the and the and the way the ball flies here but um fun fun place to come you know we only get to come once a year but it's nice to be here uh,
3: uh, I'm sure people like like me. They ask you like, what are your favorite cities to go to on the on the road? And not a lot of people pick Toronto, but it's a very nice, clean city. Isn't yeah, it?
4: A sneaky good city. And and we always get a day game on Saturday, which gives us a rare night off. Which I know it doesn't seem like much to to most people, but for for those of us in the in the in this travel schedule and the in the every night game until you know you're there till midnight and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's it's nice to have a night off especially when you come late in the summer we'll have a night off tomorrow night at least partially with a with a with a day game and then um, you know get a nice night out we're gonna have a little coaches get together tomorrow night it gives Good. us a chance to just kind uh, of feel decompressed, be normal have a night off and, and then uh, you know hopefully you know finish with a series win
3: you know I was gonna ask you what's this time time of season like for you I mean where does this fall yeah, no,
4: you know it's joe spot and i were just talking about this this morning at breakfast it was this is a grind this is when they talk about the dog days and they mm-hmm. talk about the grind because like the accumulation of of all these games and then you also have to be very careful not to uh, to, to to look too far into the future i mean yeah. we know we have a big lead we know that the, the, the calendar is starting to turn to september you know we're under 30 games you know left in this schedule and you start to get excited about what's possible but you have to you have to stay focused with what you need to do and that um, so this time of year, is, it's a little nerve wracking. It's great to be in it. We feel like we're in control of our, of our own destiny, of our own, of our own division, and some really big things can happen. But um, it takes a lot of, a lot of effort on the coaching staff to get these guys to just play on Friday night and in toronto worry about tonight's game
3: it is a lot of the conversations uh, with you coaches i know you want to concentrate on tonight's game but is it how do i keep them healthy and sharp
4: a little bit i mean you have to keep these guys these guys are prepared to play every single day yeah. and they're, they're conditioned to play every single day and you can actually do more damage by disrupting some things okay. than um than you want to i mean it's, it sounds great to hey i'm gonna sit this guy and then i'm gonna sit this guy and and, and you get them all rested, and then it gets kind of choppy for these guys. So I have to find a fine line. I will rest a few guys uh, over the course of the next couple weeks. We'll have septem- September expansion rosters will, will happen. Um, so you look at some names that will that will get a little bit of playing time. But um, the way the schedule is and the way these guys are conditioned, the routine, everyday component of baseball, I like to
3: keep them in their normal routine. All right, Jordan Alvarez in spring training. He's with you the whole time no home runs is he he slow playing yet in spring training in in exploding when he gets on the scene i mean it was an impressive spring training but he didn't go deep any uh the impression though in spring training was like all right there's plenty in there
4: yeah he was a good hitter in spring and and you know not a lot of guys hit the ball out of the ballpark in the spring that the pitchers are usually ahead of the hitters and 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 especially if if guys didn't play winter ball or they didn't have a lot of at bats in the winter it's uh, it takes a little bit of time for especially power guys. I've seen that a ton, you know where you have these big monster power guys not hit any homers and then the season starts and all of a sudden the ball flies out of the ballpark. So um, he wasn't slow playing. He was one of our best players in the spring yeah. and one of our most consistent players and and I think we're, you're seeing a maturity in him that 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 honestly is one of the most impressive uh, characteristics to have you know in, in getting to the big leagues and fitting right in the middle of an order of a really good team.
3: All right, with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, they have another rookie of the year candidate, and that's their third baseman, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, He's been really hot since the All-Star game. What do you see when you're looking at the films, and how do you try to get him out?
4: Yeah, you have to try to you have to try to mix and match a little bit with him, and and not sit in one area of the strike zone. You know, he can get beat inside a little bit. He's got a big wind up, winded up swing. It's a lot okay. of it's a lot like Jordan in the sense that he, you can go in there, but you better get it in there. If you, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a little small bit margin. of a uh you know a death sentence if you end up over out over the plate. So it's small margin there. You can spin them a little bit. in counts. You got to, you know, our guys are really good at at, at not throwing the same pitch back to back and kind of not giving into these guys. And and then you look up and and um, you know, hopefully at the end of a series, you've pitched them a couple different ways with a couple different pitchers.
3: You know almost what you're going to get with Wade Miley almost every time out. I mean he's going to keep you in the game. He's going to get you to the fifth, sixth, seventh inning and pitch really well. Uh, outside of that, what's he like on on the other four days?
4: Yeah, he's fun. I mean he sits right next to me. We yeah. talk baseball all the time and he listens and he you know he makes me laugh and. Uh, his one-liners are usually pretty good. He, he he honestly he keeps JV and Cole and some of these guys in line with Does he? he keeps them accountable, which is fun. And yeah. uh, but all in all, I think Wade is a baseball rat. He loves baseball. He loves being around the team. He lo- he's one of the first guys here. And and but on his start day, you know, it's not much different. He's still kind of joking around. And, yeah, he talks. And then he and then when the, when the competition starts, he he really locks in.
3: Last thing, Trent Thornton pitching for the Blue Jays tonight. Uh, he pitched great at Minute Maid Park. What do you guys need to do?
4: You know, we, we didn't hit him very well. We didn't have our full full set of players at that point and, and it'll be because some of these guys haven't faced him. Springer, Altuve, mm-hmm. Gurriel, These guys didn't I don't think they they faced him. So um, we have to get you know, make him inside the strike zone. He he's getting beat up pretty much inside the strike zone, especially with his off speed. He's erratic and in and, and will spray the ball all over the place. And so you've got to hone in the strike zone, get a pitch to hit. This is a friendly ballpark, good ballpark to hit in. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, not get too consumed with his his wild delivery and, and maybe him not uh, throwing perfect
3: pitches all the time. Pick a pitch and hit it. That's A.J. Hinch. Good luck tonight. Thanks, you. Back with more Ash Lunch right after this. Big drives, dramatic putts, and great fun with friends.
0: Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events.
4: Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event.
2: Come for the golf. Stay for the party. Oh, one. And that's drilled deep to right. It sends back Meadows still going back at the wall, looking up, see you later. First big-league home run for Abraham Toro, and the Astros are down 9-8. How
3: about that for Toro? That's the way to jumpstart your team in the ninth inning. Just down by one now on a blast to right.
2: Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Abraham Toro, Astros third baseman, and a really popular man this weekend here in Toronto. You're from uh, the Montreal area originally. You're going to have a lot of friends and family who are going to come out and see you play. I know this has to be really exciting. Did you have this series circled on your calendar once you got up to the astros and realized you, you might be coming here
5: um actually i didn't even know that i was playing here it's actually uh when i'm in my debut one of my friends texts me he's like I'll, I'll be in toronto and, and i didn't even know we we're going to play in toronto soon so then everybody was start, like everybody knew and then now i think today not so much but tomorrow's when a lot of people are going to come see me did you i know you were just talking before we went on the air. You said it's about a five hour drive from
2: Montreal to Toronto. Did you ever come to games here at the Rogers Center as a kid?
5: Yeah, actually, I've I also played here. Uh, when I was 16, it was like this kind of this tournament mm-hmm. from a, kind of like high school tournament. And uh, I've been maybe three or four games here. So, yeah, it's not my first time here. What was that experience like for you? I assume it was the first time getting a chance to
2: play on the big league field when you played here in high school.
5: Yeah, that was my first time playing on big league field, and, and at the time, it, it was it was awesome. You know, just just be able to to play whenever you know the MLB players that gets a chance. So that was that was pretty awesome. Were you
2: and the expos gone probably by the time you were seven or eight years old out in Montreal? Were you a Blue Jays fan growing up? Did you have a favorite team?
5: Yeah, so they, uh, Expos left when I was eight, and then okay. after that, uh, I didn't really have a favorite team, but I like I like the Blue Jays, I like, uh, the Red Sox, I like, you know, just here and there, just, but never like a favorite team, I would say.
2: Were you more a guy who follows certain players? Who some of the players that you were a fan, a fan of growing up?
5: I was a big fan of Vladimir Guerrero, senior, uh, mm-hmm. growing up, Albert Pujols, also, uh, uh, Omar Vizquel, because I, I like how he plays short stuff. You know, all those guys are kind of my favorites. Have you gotten a chance to, to meet any of the your favorite players growing up yet? No, I, I haven't had a chance yet to, to meet them.
2: What was the exposure to baseball growing up in, in Montreal? I mean, your family's from Venezuela, an area obviously where baseball is very popular. But what was it like when you would tell people, "Hey, I play baseball." I mean, I imagine it, it probably is. I'm sure it doesn't rate as high as some other sports in in that area.
5: Yeah, so uh, not a lot of my friends they they play baseball. So, but my brother, he's older than me. He played baseball. He went to college here in the in Florida, actually. So I was kind of I like I, I like being at the at the field because I follow him and and that's kind of like how it started. And even though my friends didn't play baseball, I was kind of like want to be like my brother, and that's what kind of like. Uh, made me want to play more. Was it? Was there always one position for you?
2: Were you always a guy who? I know you caught a little bit earlier in your time in the Astros system. Were you a guy who always played the infield? Did you move around?
5: Uh, when I was younger, I was mainly a pitcher actually, mm-hmm. and then I played some short second. You know, like when you're a kid, you play everywhere. Right. But uh, but I was mainly a pitcher until I was I would say 15. That's when I was more uh, an infielder, and and then. Uh, I would say in junior college. That's when I was I was starting more third base, and ever since, <clears throat> stay at third base.
2: Why did you stop pitching?
5: Because whenever we get to the to real, uh, real distance, I was throwing too many balls, so I, I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> and
2: then, so you, was 50, you said you pitched all you fifteen what Was it about fifteen or sixteen when you started switch hitting?
5: At uh, sixteen, that's when I, I started switching. Yeah. So what led to that? Because uh, I was had a uh, I would say natural good lefty swing because i'm originally a righty and then uh i was always you know take swing just messing around playing and then one time i was just playing um, with a, one of my coaches that like, everybody hit from your mm-hmm. wrong side and whoever hits the furthest don't pick up the balls and i actually hit a home run in bp and then he said hey why don't you just work on it and i was like yeah okay i'll do that i was it was just kind of like an experiment at the beginning and and I stick to it, and it actually ended up working out pretty good. So that was in high school when you did that. Yeah, I was 16. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. That's
2: pretty. That's pretty neat. So, did it take you long to feel comfortable left-handed, or did it always kind of feel comfortable for you once you started hitting from that side?
5: Uh, yeah. I think from the beginning, if it, it felt, it felt good. Uh, obviously, you know, I need a lot of reps, and then seeing a pitcher, I would hit, you know, a lot of hits, but it was, it was not never hit for power until until I went to junior college, you know, with the reps. That's when I started lifting the ball a little bit more.
2: And now the left side is your, your more powerful side, and uh, it certainly seems like that is ahead of where you are right-handed, but that's true for most switch hitters, right?
5: Yeah, I think most, you know, talking to some switch hitters, they 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 have one, one they have more power, and, and one that maybe they control it bat better, and, you know, it's been the main focus for me is not trying to do the same thing for both sides, it's just kind of like one side, you know, work on different things on, on both sides. Alright, Abraham
2: Toro, thanks so much for, for joining us. Hopefully it's not too hectic for you this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this.
1: Justin Verlander has one of the most dominant arms in the game, with a commanding curve and an unparalleled fastball.
2: Every start is
1: history in the
2: making. In
1: Houston, everybody loves JV Day. On Saturday, September seventh, all fans will receive a Justin Verlander bobblehead presented by Chevron. For tickets, visit Astros.com/promotion.
2: Welcome back. Let's take a look around Major League Baseball as teams race for the pennant. Brought to you by Apache Apache Corp. Exploring what's possible. Well, one game earlier today, in the Cubs. Uh, beat the Brewers 7-1, to one, and Astros will be in Milwaukee for the latter part of this road trip on, on Monday and Tuesday. And that's a, a Brewers team. They've had their issues with uh, k- the starting pitching has been a, a big problem for right. them, have had some injuries. And right now with their loss to the Cubs, they're now uh, five games behind the Cubs for that for that second wild card in the National League and really need to, to start start getting going again to, to put themselves in a good position.
3: Yeah, if they don't do it quickly, they're going to be out of it very quickly. And right now, you're saying they're playing the Cubs. They got the Astros coming in for two after that. And, and right now, as they sit, they're three games above 500, uh, which isn't terrible, but right. their minus 39 run differential leads you to believe that there's some real issues, especially with that pitching you mentioned.
1: There is no better place to spend a Friday night than at Minute Maid Park. That's when we pop the top and light up the sky. So put on your orange and head downtown. Come early, stay late, because Friday nights in Houston are always big and bright. Enjoy Friday Night Fireworks presented by ConocoPhillips. Take it back to a different decade or theme every Friday night home game. Get your tickets today by visiting astros.com slash Friday night.
3: Okay, picture this.